0: ...understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show.
1: This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM.
0: And from the border of Liberty and Prosperity in the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars for Wednesday, August 16, 2023. How's everybody doing out there? All right, There's a little bit of a delay here and that and that, and in case it got cut off, and this is really important that I mention this tonight. We're going to be going over the East Palestine, Ohio uh, train wreck uh, tonight. Some ocean citations were issued. Uh, some regulatory actions in the last couple of months. Yada, you know, yada, 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 yada. And, uh, no, the final report is not out yet. So... If you go over to East Faustin, Ohio and whatever your search engine is, and and it will all come up here, everything that's going on here. And that's where we got everything. We got everything from news reports, news counts, everything else going on out there. And then we go from there. How's everybody doing? Missed you guys last night. I I get these migraine headaches.
1: pretty severe.
0: I just got to deal with it last night. I couldn't deal with it. I just went to bed. I'll be honest with our listeners and our supporters out there. I want to thank everybody for all of the really increased uh, listenership and liking and sharing and everything else here. We're on several different platforms here. Basically, your favorite uh, podcasting platform And also, oh, let's see. What else are we on? We're on. Hold on, hold on. Hold your horses. Where are we on? I got a list right here now. We are on YouTube, LinkedIn. We got back on LinkedIn. I was on with uh, Pakistan just now. Facebook, a couple of pages. Twitter, now X. Instagram, I hope. That was a new one. Uh, And uh, Brideon, Rumble, uh, Gab, all of those. Why? Because we want to be everywhere. If you're there, like us and share us. Head on over to your favorite podcast uh, platform, subscribe. Head on over to our webpage. We have some changes coming up in the very near future on that. We're changing the way we're doing things here. Yeah, honestly I wasn't you know they say well you got to believe in yourself and everything else and I'm being uh, we're, we're getting a lot more listeners and success and everything else here than uh, I had anticipated at this point right every it's like this it's like uh, when I went on with Jay Allen back in the day and he said yeah everybody thinks this is easy everybody thinks so well you're an overnight sensation and now we are on like 200 we coming to 270 episodes here. Right. Uh with this, and I want to thank everybody. If you are interested in hiring us here, JCP Technical Services, uh, give us a call at 845-269-5772 or Jim at SafetyWars.com. We're uh, you know, we're interested in working with you. We can work together. So A lot of stuff going on here with East Palestine here. Uh, So here we have, back on February 3rd, there was a derailment here of trains. So the Department of Justice, no, uh, some of these are older stories here. Here we had Department of Justice News, Norfolk Southern for alleged environmental violations in East Palestine derailment. And all these are alleged. Let me put it in there, alleged. Everything gets litigated. Vacated, shot down by the courts, everything else. So, uh, again, in short, train derails, dumping vinyl chloride, contaminating the town. The area, the uh, 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 rail cars are getting ready to blevy, meaning boiling liquid, evaporating vapor explosion. They're getting ready to have a massive explosion. So, they decide to blow them up anyway. Right, so now they're in control. Not a, not, uh, not, no, this is one of those situations where you have, uh, a whole bunch of real bad choices, to say the least. As I said on Coast to Coast AM with Ian Punnett uh, a couple of months back, not that they made bad choices, that they didn't have a whole lot of good choices here to make, and, uh, no, uh, so back in March, they reported that they're getting fined $65,000 a day for violating Clean uh, Water Act uh, stuff. There was reports uh, that, and I can't find the story, but there was a report that uh, Norfolk Southern is going to be uh, buying everything around that within a certain geographic area. I don't want to mention the, what I heard without the article in front of me here. I haven't been able to find it. Uh, But basically, they're uh, going to be buying out everything. Uh, You're not going to get the, you know, you're not going to get wonderful high-end prices on here in all likelihood. Uh, No, at least not initially. So uh, this would take the liability completely off of whoever. No. so Because I tell you what, anytime that there's a cold, and it goes unexplained, there's going to be a lawsuit. There's going to be a problem. And we're trying to avoid those issues. So, by the way, yes, I am drinking uh, seltzer here. Non-alcoholic. Oh, as always. What are some of the other uh, developments here? You have uh, now the human stories coming out all all over the place with this uh, East Palestine where groups are promoting railway safety. It's got into political stuff. Uh, It got into, uh, you know, who was it? What politician was there first? What everything else is going on? And it's going on and on and on. We'll be hearing about this for years uh, here with this. So where do we stand six months later? This article came out in the beginning of this month. All right. uh this is from WTOL 11. So uh, where do things stand? They're doing a cleanup. They're doing sampling. Uh, some of the homes are being decontaminated reportedly. Uh, some of the, air, the homes are not being resettled. There is a major disaster declaration. Uh, now, ongoing cleanup. Uh, they got the uh, reportedly. They got the railway back up and running again. They want everybody to get involved in an emergency support program. They're sampling. Now, the advantage, for lack of a better word, because nobody wants so, nobody in their right mind would want something like this happening to anybody. All right, you really have to hate hate a community for something like this to happen. And, but what we're doing is unlike Love Canal, unlike the Exxon Valdez, and I think that was eighty eight, eighty nine. Unlike all those other big disasters we've always heard about that are in uh, history books, I think we have a lot of capacity to study exactly what's. Happens with these things now. I think we got our stuff in a, our stuff in order here in our this country it's because now we're able to examine what's going on. Being will be able to do a case study. They release all the data. I was talking to a data scientist last week on the data here and uh, to verify that we're reading it the same way. Where there is still contamination there based on the released data. However, there. No, this is going to be a long-term process cleaning this up. Uh, There's agricultural data, water data out there. Uh, so reportedly, forty-three thousand, almost forty-four thousand wild animals killed by the event, from uh, fish and crayfish, amphibians, and macroinvertebrates to real real animals out there—dogs, cats, that sort of thing. I don't want to say real animals, but you know, pets things that you see, common things. Uh, Long-term monitoring of all the uh, streams. Uh, They set up health clinics similar. It sounds to me like it's similar to the Gulf oil spill uh, study that I'm involved in. Private well testing, over 667 samples from private well systems. 565 show no detectable contaminants. And there is no evidence that trace detections are linked to the train derailment. So a lot of stuff is in groundwater, uh, contaminated from you know, natural stuff and also from uh, area activities. Uh, grants are out there to try to you know, mitigate the hazards and the effects to the uh, community. And there is a East Palacen Community Resiliency Center Dealing with mental health issues and things of that nature. So they got everything going here. That's a good thing. There's a report this one was out of uh the Washington Post. A uh, rail tar, rail car that triggered East and derailment hadn't been recently inspected. Uh The National Transportation Safety Board on Friday is hosting the second of a two-day hearing to the freight train derailment and chemicals fill in east Palestine. The February derailment morphed from a serious derailment into a national political story uh, after uh, authorities decided. Here's what we know, right? Uh, Cut off, I mean, that doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna read everything here. Here's what to know. The rail car, this is, uh, and I don't believe that this, this has been uh, verified, but this is like the preliminary uh, report here. I don't think a final report has been issued yet. But the rail car that suffered an overheated bearing causing the derailment of East in East Fallis and had not recently been ins- inspected, according to a union official. A representative of the Brotherhood of Railway, Carmen, said the risk posed by the bearing might have been detected had the car been given a close look. The East Palace and Fire Chief told investigators uh, that the railroad gave him 13 minutes to decide whether to vent and burn carloads of hazardous vinyl chloride, a timeline Left, uh, he said, left him feeling blindsided. The decision would change the serious derailment in early February into a national event that became a backdrop for weeks of cultural war battles. I'm going to say this much. I think he made the right decision. Based on my view of everything here and my review of the publicly available data, I think he made absolutely the correct decision here to blow that thing up. Right now, nobody, uh, as I said on coast to coast AM, right now nobody died. We might might have ongoing cancer and mental health issues and things of that nature, but to send in uh, emergency responders in there, good chance they're all going to die. Something blows up, and then what do you have? You have not only do you have the situation at hand now, you made it worse because you now you have death, right? Immediate death, acute situations. Uh, so uh federal regulators sent a letter to Norfolk Southern and another major railroads in September to warn against skirting train inscriptions, I guess that's 2022, through using a system known as Ghost Tracks. Uh, and, uh, so apparently uh there was not close inspection. No hot box detector. Going on with technology, I'm sure we're going to get a final report on that one. Uh, there are reports that as of two weeks ago, we're looking at $803 million bill expected to go up. I mean, really, really simple. And... Railroad industry, uh, this is uh, from in July. The railroad industry sues to block limit on crew sizes that Ohio imposed after East and de- train derailment. The railroad industry has sued to block a new minimum crew size requirement that Ohio imposed after fiery train derailment in East Fallison in February. The new rule was part of a $13.5 billion state transportation budget that Republican Governor Mike DeWine uh, or divine signed in March mandated a two person crew for freight trains that required the wayside detectors uh, used to help spot problems be installed in shorter intervals of 10 to 15 miles apart with oversight by the Ohio DOT. And apparently they've been using one uh, on the railroad industry says, Hey, well you we only need one person crew. I mean there, well, that's one of the complaints of the rail uh, unions was that, there's a, now there are fewer and fewer people to do this job. They're not hiring their people. Uh, this is from August 9th from U.S. News and World Reports. Uh an article by David Shefferson. U.S. Railroad regulators on Wednesday said Norfolk Southern needs significant improvements in its safety culture after February 3rd, 3rd derailment. We're going to get into that with what OSHA says in a minute here. testing and this is from CBS News Pittsburgh and uh, from last month testing finds toxic chemical levels near derailment sites substantially higher than samples in neighboring towns well that I would hope so otherwise I mean uh, Ohio I know this area of Ohio pretty well it's a nice area of Ohio all areas of Ohio are nice all right especially if you live there your home state is always gonna be nice uh, uh, but uh essentially uh do uh right uh da-da-da-da. Residents of East Johnson, Ohio, heard uh, concerning results from soil tests near the site where Norfolk Southern train derailed. Officials decided to burn five tanks of vinyl chloride after the train derailed in February and May. Scott Smith tested soil on Taggart Street. The independent testing expert says his results showed toxic chemical levels near their derailment site up to 900 times higher than samples of neighboring towns. Now, that uh, is a loaded one there. Where is he sampling Is it a comparable area? Is it really a comparable area? What are you doing? How did you do your sampling plan there? Okay. Going on your, this is from yesterday, six months. And this is from Senator JD Vance, Republican Ohio. Uh, that re- uh, that uh, renewed the criticism on Biden how Biden has uh, responded to this tragedy. Uh, basically, he's saying that uh, the administration is not uh, has not declared a major disaster for this. Uh, the president has refused to visit the site and everything else. Uh, okay. Uh, following a visit of to East Palestine on Monday, the Ohio Senate also criticized cleanup efforts overseen by officials with the EPA claiming that thousands of tons of soil could remain in East Palestine. Okay. Now, according to the information I have, they've been working on this thing pretty consistently. And my, I, I mean, I spent a long time, as I'm still involved in it up to a point environmental cleanups. They're doing this with the amount how they ramped up here and everything. I think they're doing a pretty darn good job in getting things cleaned up. If I'm to believe all the reports here. I tell you what, you look at some of the other cleanups that are out there. They take decades here. Hey, they did a pretty good job so far uh, getting this stuff out. Remember, The cleanup, wherever you're getting this processed afterwards, how, whatever your choice they made, they only have a certain capacity. It's not like you're going to show up with all of the dirt and say from East Falls to uh, Ohio and say, hey, hey, everybody, let's go work here. can it all is. Guess what? You can't overload the facility wherever this is being treated, whether it's being incinerated, Uh, Being stabilized or what have you uh, with this, recycled somehow. Uh, No, they can only do so much at a time, so this is going to take time. We don't, we exceeded the capacity in all likelihood of the uh, facilities that are processing this stuff. Here's another one student countdown in East Palestine. Students from East Palestine will return to school Monday. Right, this was uh, issued today, this article. And uh, this comes as work is still being done to clean up February's train development. Uh They have a net loss of 31 students uh, coming into school this year over the last five years. Columbiana County School Districts have lost around 20 students each year. And uh, basically, uh, people are moving. Some people are not going back to their house. We got plenty of reports of that. So wherever the kids are, that's where they're going to school. Maybe they're being homeschooled. I don't know. Uh, I mean, this mistrust of the government uh, has wide-ranging effects. People, they might not have liked the way the government was handling things, and all of a sudden they say, you know what? They were not handling this right. They're not handling anything right. How do you know? I don't know. <laughs> with that, how are they handle well? We can't trust them on this. So how can we trust them on this? And that's where the dangerous part is when you have governments acting irresponsibly. I don't know. I think that they acted very responsibly in this case, but I know several cases out there that I'm not allowed to talk about where they did not handle it well. And as I said on LinkedIn today, with what with the uh, with. Uh, uh, some of the uh, comments being made on the fire in Hawaii from last week. Sovereign immunity might have reared his ugly head again. And... So, uh, some other commentary. No, Congress is deadlocked in any type of... Uh, legislation related with this well maybe we should wait for the final reports to come out before we start talking about legislation so we're going to go and we're going to do a share screen and share screen and some other stuff here uh because we're going to talk about the osha stuff uh next here on safety wars so let's take a little break
1: We become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support.
0: OSHA Recordables catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy. That's right. I am your father. Let's go. What is it? It's Wednesday, so I think we have to go to... Message number three. This is Safety Wars, broadcasting to our brothers and sisters in the occupied territory of behavior-based safety. Get out your secret decoder ring. Here is your nightly message. Learning is vital. Learning is vital. All right, so let's see here. Let's try this again. All right, so here is our screen. So, as uh, we have uh, said here, nothing, right? Okay, well, there we are. Do, do, do. Bear with me here. Let's try this again. Share screen. And here, let's... Bear with me a second here. Let me put on some music or have else. you
1: listened or watched uh the safety war show it does stream live on on the radio and um on the streamer emers that we have so if you have not taken a listen to jim bozel and what the hell he's doing every evening with uh safety wars i would i would strongly encourage you to um To take a view or take a listen um whichever option is available for you and take a listen to what the hell he has going on uh it's definitely it will take some deep dives and some information that you might be interested in
0: and this is our deep dive here so that's not it hold on why do i always have an issue with this so we're just gonna go right for it uh All right, so if you can't see me, you can't see me. If you can't see me, you can see me. That's fine, we're just gonna go with it. So here we have, I put together a little PowerPoint presentation here and I'm gonna start this out by saying this. Uh, We're not responsible for the use, misuse, or missive representation, or for any injuries, illnesses, uh, environmental releases relating to this presentation, movie, or training session. This material was generated using open source and available information at the time of its presentation. All users should consult a qualified safety professional for assessment of their particular situation and obey applicable laws, standards and good judgment as the user's sole responsibility to assess their needs and determine what laws and standards apply to them. User discretion is uh, advised. Here we have, uh, the East Palestine, Ohio update on, uh, August, uh, 16th, 2023, and I am now using the moniker the uh, Safety Shock Jock uh, Jim Pozel here. You could go and uh, listen to last week's program where uh, I, I guess it's me. It can only be me, Jay, and uh, Sam Goodman here, but I'll claim that title. The Safety Shock Jock, your program host here of Safety Wars. So, what elements? Uh, let's back up here. What's OSHA? OSHA is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. It regulates, uh, it's the federal agency that regulates uh, workplace health and safety uh, as long as you're not a government employee or self employed. That, that you're covered, under government employees are covered under a different program. You're self employed, you're not co- covered under OSHA uh, in most cases. So uh, some states have state plans. Some are good. Some are bad. Some are just for government workers like New Jersey. Some of them are for all workers like California. And when they come out to a site, they go out there because of referral. I think with East Palestine, Ohio, the unions uh, involved had asked uh, the uh, the, uh, DOL, OSHA, to come in and say, hey, look, uh, you know, should take a look at this, a referral, I think that they would just go out there because they see this big fireball. That's probably a good indicator that OSHA is going to be there. And when they issue a citation, they could either issue what's called general duty uh, clause violation, and we'll go into what that is, or if there is a standard, they have to prove four elements that an applicable, applicable standard exists, that a hazard existed, an employee was exposed to that hazard. An employer knew or should have known about a violation, right? So they have to come up with those four things. And if you go and you look at their forms, which you should be uh, asking for if you're going to be uh, contesting this stuff, if you're going to be involved in this stuff, uh, you're, you should ask for the for, for the uh, uh, forms that OSHA uses, the field notes, uh, when you do all the contesting the proper time. Hopefully, if you're going to contest this stuff, uh, you're going to have an attorney, a qualified attorney, or somebody who really knows what the hell they're doing because what happens is people say, I can handle this myself. I can handle this myself. I'm good. I'm smarter than that, than that there Department of Labor. Well, guess what happens when you uh, have that? Uh, you better get out that old checkbook there, right? Get out that checkbook because you're going to need it. So, uh, almost every time, right? You get qualified help here. So, you have six different types of OSHA citations you can have. You can have a an, a de minimis one. And these cases, that we're going to be talking about tonight. They're all serious. Then you have, meaning you're a uh, de minimis. I mean, ah, you know, it has no relation to health and safety, it's like an administrative thing. A uh, serious one, you're going to likely kill somebody or seriously hurt them. Other than serious, that's, you know, the opposite of a serious <laughs> posting requirements. for All of this paperwork has to be posted somewhere near the where the violation occurred. All right. So it cannot be in like the, uh, you get something from OSHA. It cannot be in like the front office or nobody sees it. Right, uh, has to be in a near where the violation happened, and if it can't be that way, then in like a public area in the uh, workplace. And you also should be going over this with the employees because I tell you what, the employees uh, can figure it out very easy on the OSHA website. Uh, almost every uh, outreach training course I do, we go through establishment search, and I show them how to do an establishment search especially when I'm doing work with the university where I have a little bit more leeway on training uh, with that. And by the way, you know, I'm not working with the university because they cut the program, so uh, doing this stuff. But if you are a member of a university uh, or in charge of hiring, let me know. We could probably work together. Then you have what is called a failure to abate uh, situation where OSHA gives you a certain amount of time to evade a hazard and then they do a uh, follow-up and willful or repeated. So let, let's talk about this. De minimis zero serious up to $15,625 other than serious up to 15625 or posting requirement, 15625 And then you have failure to evade. Fifteen up to fifteen thousand six twenty-five per day. And then you have willful or repeated. What's a willful hazard? You shouldn't you shouldn't know. Repeated that's easy. You're excited on one thing one time, then three years later they show up. And guess what? Now you're cited again. Uh think Dollar General. And then you have a willful where, hey, you deliberately didn't do something you were supposed to do, and you knew about it. The other thing is this, the general duty clause, this was slipped into the uh, regulation, I'm sorry, in the uh, Act, Occupational Safety and Health Act, because there were no regulations at that time. They hadn't been promulgated at the creation of the act. So they came up with a general duty clause, and they've kept it. It's because of it results in about 1.5% of all OSHA citations. But what happens is, you need to. They need four elements to prove here. So each employer shall furnish each of his employees, uh, uh, of a, uh, 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 employees, right? A uh, I messed up this up this thing here. and A place of employment, uh, which are free from recognized hazards that are causing or are likely to cause death or serious physical harm to his employees. So an employer has to provide a safe and healthful workplace through each of their employees. Period. End of discussion. Now, unfortunately, these things, the, for the general duty clause, it's normally, it doesn't have to legally be, but normally it's ex post facto. It's after the fact. It happens after the fact. The employer, and you have to prove, and these are all and. The employer failed to keep the workplace free of a hazard to which employees were exposed. The hazard was recognized meaning it was an industry standard or it was an obvious hazard or there was a report made. The hazard was causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm. And there was a feasible and useful method to correct the hazard. So usually when OSHA issues these, uh, uh, general duty clause things, they give specific solutions to how to abate that. Right. They give specific solutions because they have to go back and say, look, there was a feasible and useful method to correct the hazard. They're going to tell you what their thinkings are. Now, what happens, and I'm going to say this again, you have to get you have up to 15 days from the receipt of these things to contest it. And you essentially have to contest everything. You have to contest everything because you have one. If you contest one thing in that 15 days and they shoot it down, then you say, Well, I'm going to contest this because this thing, because of this reason. That usually doesn't apply. So you have to contest everything in there that any which way, which means that you need to get some type of a attorney or legal help to write the letter. A lot of times companies say, Well, hey, uh, uh, Jim you know, uh, I'm going to handle this myself, I'm going to sweet talk this, I'm going to do this, a, and then they come up and, they, you know, it's either pay now or pay later sort of thing. And uh, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to talk your way out of this. It's like, And you also have what are called Miranda rights. If you're an employer and you're a supervisor and you're in management you do not have to, or even if you're an employee, you don't have to talk to OSHA. If you're going to be a foreman or above even because you're part of management and you're going to start answering questions, it's common for OSHA to say, hey, that person is management. This is the official management position. What well, we covered cases here uh, through the... Uh, uh, press releases, the news releases from OSHA where people have done that, right? They've said, oh, well, you know, uh, I said this, this, this. They didn't know they want to show off to the OSHA person that they're so involved in safety and they say the wrong things. Do you inspect those? Oh, yeah, we inspect that stuff all the time. Okay, show me the paperwork. Ah, you know, now you have a, now you have a problem. Uh, That's one small example, probably not the best example. But you get people out there saying, "No, yeah, we do this, we do that, or this is what it is, and that ain't the way it is, right? So be careful. Now, we have under uh, OSHA, we have what is called the 1910-120 regulations. And... I'm going to pull those up right here and I'm going to do a share screen from OSHA.gov. All right, and we'll see if we could go and get the standard up. They changed their website by the way, right? If you hadn't noticed. So we're going to go to general industry. We're going to go to 1910 120. Now you're going to say, okay, Jim, why are we going to do this? Right? So this is what I normally do. So you're getting some pretty high-end information here, by the way. Somebody would probably yell at me. Why are you giving them all that info? Well, we're going to give you the info here so you folks uh, are able to do this. Okay, so let's do this again. Share screen. Department of Labor. Right, and here we have in 1910 120 regulations. Thirsty tonight, man. It was hot where I was. Yes, and it is non alcoholic. And let's see, I'm waiting for the stream to catch up here. So, what I have in front of me here is a 1910 120 Uh, regulations here. All right, I think I gotta do a uh, reshare here because this is not coming up. Please bear with me. We are learning and improving all the time here. All right, we're gonna stop the share. Stop sharing, and we're going to share 1910-120. here there we go. All right, so here are the 1910-120 regulations. Uh, so the construction industry has, uh, I believe it's 1926.65. These are the same regulations that you're going to see for the construction industry are the same thing here. They're mirrored. Because I tell you what, uh, as I pointed out to one of my clients, most of the environmental work, when you see environmental uh, contractors get cited by OSHA, it's not under the 1910-120 standard usually, except in this case, it's usually uh, under uh, uh, another regulation. Like they uh, Excavation is a big one. Uh, scissor lift, room lifts, uh, or now we call them manual, uh, no, mobile uh, MWAPs, right? Mobile elevated work platforms. So what I do is I go over here, 1910, 120 regulation. You have to figure out, this is like dealing with the IRS. You have to figure out whether or not a regulation applies to you. That's what the idea is. So we go over, right, right? You, no, with the IRS, they don't tell you how much taxes to pay. You have to figure that out for yourself, and then if there's a problem, they're going to get back to you. And believe me, they do get back to you. So nineteen ten one twenty is what uh, what the applicable thing is. So let's go through this. And I read through these uh, things all the time. Here, uh, when I get a new client, they ask me to try to figure this out. So the supply this section, uh, this is A1. This section covers the following operations. Unless the employer can demonstrate, the operation does not. Oh, let me see if I could, right? Uh, operation does not involve employee exposure. The reasonable possibility for employee exposure through safety or health hazards. 1910-120-A1I. Cleanup operations required by a government body whether states, federal, state, local, or other involving hazardous substances that are conducted at uncontrolled hazardous waste sites, including but not limited to NPL lists, state priority lists, and uh, going on and on. And initial investigations of government-identified sites which are conducted for the presence or absence of hazardous substances have been ascertained. So a lot of states, like New Jersey, they have what is called uh, ISRA, I believe that's the current law, where if you're involved in a property transfer you uh, a certain properties, usually commercial, there has to be some type of an assessment done on that. Number two, corrective actions involving RECRA-related stuff, Resource Conservation Recovery Act. Okay. Voluntary cleanup operations, right? Uh, at sites recognized by federal, state, local, or other governmental bodies as uncontrolled hazardous waste sites. Number four, and operations involving waste that are conducted at TSD facilities. And, what's okay. and this is where it applies to us. A15, emergency response operations for releases of or substantial threats of releases of hazardous substances without regard to the location of the hazard. And it covers all different things here. You know, you can go and look it up yourself if you're involved. Right? 29 CFR 1910 120. Now, you go on down to subparagraph Q. This is where everybody got nabbed on on this job. Here. Elements of an emergency response plan. So, apparently, everybody here got got here, this was what it was, elements of an emergence and uh, some other stuff. But basically this, you have to have an emergency response plan for all of this stuff here uh, anytime that you're doing uh, hazardous waste work, anything dealing with 1910-120. Now, uh, if you want a, a standards course, we could do a standards course, you give me a call. or jim at safetywars.com. I'd be glad to do a standard scores for you. But you can read it yourself with that. Now, let's go over to the PowerPoint again. Let's see how we're going to do this. Share. Window. PowerPoint. Right here. All right, so these are the citations. Norfolk Southern Corporation proposed citations issued August 2nd, 2023. Maybe hold on, let me go back with this because there's some other information here. All right, so this was the press release from the OSHA website. And this is from August 9th, exactly one week ago. So guess what, guys? If you want to contest this, you got another week to do this. Department of Labor, Norfolk Southern Court, Teamsters, Railway Union, enter an agreement to enhance safety at the East Palestine, Ohio, derailment site. This, uh, so what happens normally with these press releases, where they go in through the history of this, right, and, uh, and what exactly going on. You're in response to a referral from the USDOT, and this is how OSHA got involved, OSHA opened enforcement inspections on March 2nd, so a month afterwards, to assess the union's concerns for health and safety workers rebuilding tracks and conducting cleanup operations near the derailment site. Now, usually, not all the time, usually OSHA does not go out there right away. So, for example, we have this Hawaii situation. We have this Guam situation with these uh, emergency they had there. You had Florida with the hurricanes last week, last year, where uh, they OSHA suspended activities. So they suspended activities for, uh, 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 as far as uh, compliance enforcement, and they were just worried about uh, going out there and getting. Compliance, right, as far as compliance assistance. So they, no, they they weren't going after anyone. They weren't writing citations unless it was something so egregious, but, or some type of record keeping thing, that sort of thing. And uh, so uh, there was, the union had brought up, brought this up. So under the terms of the of Norfolk Southern agreed to do the following implement a medical surveillance program. For all affected employees who worked at the derailment site, guess what? That's in the 1910-120 regulation. I don't know why they would not. Uh, I don't know why they would not be doing that to begin with, but that's what it is. Provide union employees a 40-hour hazwoper hazardous waste operations and emergency response training for future derailments. Now, if you're a consultant and you think oh, I'm going to go in there and start doing 40-hour hazwoper. Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. Probably a union, usually with you working with the unions, they are, they the unions want fellow union members uh, uh, training them on everything. Uh, have I trained union companies? Yeah, obviously. But that's when the employer has paid for everything. But usually a union, contra- a un- the union uh, does a lot of the training out there. I don't know how they're going to do this, but maybe it's worth a phone call. Create a training program on lessons learned from the Ohio, Ohio derailment. That I can help you on because that's what we're doing right now. All right. Pay penalties and satisfy OSHA for, for safety and uh, health violations. So apparently they're not even going to contest this according to this. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't do this uh, because it's I would contest everything. What's your civil right? If we want to renege later on and negotiate or say, hey, okay, we're going to pay it in full later on, go on ahead. But if it were me, I would be protesting everything and then let the chips fall where they may. You're giving up a civil right there. Why would you want to give up a civil right? I don't know. And, you know, then they normally have some type of a quote. So this is how the press release is set up. And... OSHA, uh, OSHA's investigations included personal and air, area sample, air, air samples for workers involved in site and water cleanup, including Norfolk's Southern employees installing a new railroad track at the site. The agency also opened enforcement inspections of an environmental consulting firm and two other companies on site for the cleanup. And uh, blah, blah, blah. OSHA issued a citation to specialized professional services Uh, for inadequate control of the site and decontaminations areas, which they immediately corrected. OSHA did not cite the other two companies. Uh, OSHA also opened up an investigation in response to reports of employees of the CDC became ill after visiting area homes on March 6, 2023, but issued no citations. Now, OSHA, again, does not regulate Government workers doesn't do it. Do they do? Can they do an inspection issue? Hey, well, if this was a regular company, we do, do these these fines and everything else. Yes, they can do that, and they have done that in the past and other situations. But that's not usually the case. After completing its inspections, OSHA issued Norfolk Southern citations on August second, twenty twenty three, for four violations. And proposed $49,111 in penalties. The violation is primarily related to work conducted on February 4th, that's two days after, as crews constructed track panels and laid them down on south tracks west of the Sville location. Norfolk Southern invaded hazards immediately, specifically, OSHA issued citations through the company for the following. We'll be going into that in a minute. So here we go. In addition to OSHA's enforcement role, the agency joined the U.S. EPA and Ohio EPA in a unified command structure to oversee site cleanup since the derailment. That's the incident command system. OSHA has also worked with the DOT and its Federal Railroad Administration in a non-enforcement role since February 20, 2023. Uh, and then it goes on, talks about that. So what are we going here? Let's go to the PowerPoint. Uh, here. Now, this is what we're looking at here for the citations. This is what a letter, what you're looking at from a letter from OSHA, right? And it says, know who the name is and everything else. So let's go to the PowerPoint presentation that I put together here. It's gonna be a little bit easier to read. By the way, I'm wearing this here, team shirt, safety words, team shirt. I'm, you know, I look at this, it doesn't look that bright orange until I put it on the screen and I'm like, wow, that's really orange. So this is what we're looking at. Again, these are proposed. Citation 1 item 1, serious. 29 CFR 1910 120. Again, this is for the plans. No emergency response plan. $15,625. 1910 120, right? Uh, we have a Paragraph Q2, personnel, roles, lines of authority. So what happens is you have to uh, 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 have some type of communications. Uh, no, you uh, you have to be able to identify uh, people who are in charge and everything else. That's a serious one. So $11,162 they got for that. Site security and control. Uh, exclusion, contamination reduction, and support zones were not secured and controlled to prevent unauthorized individuals from entering areas where, uh, where, where where chemicals were actively leaking and moving through the soil and water. Then you have in the next one uh, decontamination, exclusion, contamination, and reduction in support zones were not set up. 15625 Right citation one item one the econ fifteen thousand dollars citation one item 2 serious based on the hazardous substances and/or conditions present the individual in charge of the ICS shall implement appropriate emergency operations ensure that the personal protective equipment worn is appropriate for the hazards eleven thousand dollar fine citation 1 item 3 a serious rest uh. This is a, for emergency response, uh, that initially, you'd have to go out there and self-contained breathing apparatus until you prove the air is safe and then you're able to downgrade. That's $11,162. Uh, I, citation 1, item 3B, again, uh, training, lack of training. They didn't give them any fine for that. Citation 1, item 4. Employers shall provide employees with effective information and training on hazardous chemicals. This is a uh, Hascom 1910-1200. So, again, this is a gimme for the agencies. I mean, this is, again, going over labels, going over basic toxicology, going over safety data sheets. So, here we go. This is what we're looking at. Uh, for them, forty-nine thousand dollars in fines. Specialized professional services citation one item one. They got them for almost eleven thousand ten thousand nine thirty-eight. But it's all the same thing. No plan, no uh, exclusion zone set up or anything like that, and no decontamination area set up. Ten thousand nine hundred thirty-eight. So again, you know that's us right here with uh, 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 everything here with the uh, if you want us uh, go back again uh, give us a call 8452695772 or gym com for everything so when I what was the whole point behind this? the whole point is that we uh, wanted to give you an update find out what's going on and everything else now according to the press release this is what was agreed upon. And they're not contesting anything. Uh, often OSHA will give uh, will cite you, especially in a high profile case. Uh, you'll be cited only because of uh, uh uh to get you to admit some type of guilt, uh, essentially. So that's all that I have for this tonight. Uh, and uh for safety words we'll see you tomorrow night hopefully. Uh this is uh Jim Posel.